Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action 4 News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and always remember, as the great Coppercoat clan reader, leader Ronald Reagan once said, a people free to choose should always choose money over time. Squee McGee, you can call up the meta traffic with the weatherlight report. I'm bringing you the beat on the street. And then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. <sighs> well, he is quite bored waiting around for a webcam to do some paper magic because they are on two month back order. No! <laughs> wow! Like eBay, Craigslist? Uh, well, you can go to eBay and get yourself a webcam, uh, but you will pay quadruple the price. Yeah. Brutal. Thanks for tuning in to your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. We are excited to be nominated for an Emmy Cruel. Woo! What are we going to hear if we won that or not? We're going to start off at the top of the castle, ladies, and carnage that ensued with... 45! Well, I feel like I'm the only one who's played this last week. I got I played I got a game. I got another late night game in, so I got. Really, right, I, got right. I was I got a bit a in the one. tank, so the details are a little hazy, but it was interesting. <laughs> so the only game I truly remember, and it's not because I was in the tank, it's because actually on Sunday, which was Easter, we only played I think three games. Mm-hmm. Um, it just we, we didn't play a whole lot, and it wasn't in the tank. It's just a lot of it wasn't memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, <laughs> the the one game that I do remember, uh, me and. Dan, uh, we're waiting around trying to figure out who was going to hop on for the first game of the day. We had some spare time, so uh, Patreon and Quarantine Battlegrounds veteran Besh decided to hop on and play a game love, with us. Love some Besh. So Besh was playing his uh, Captain Sissy deck. Mm-hmm. Dan was playing his Queen Marchesa deck, and I played my Kali deck. Newly minted Queen Marchesa deck, correct? Correct. So. Uh, the, the game was great. So I ended up winning the game overall, but literally each of our decks did what they wanted to do and did it in a commanding way Sweet. to where, yeah, everyone got to kind of show off their stuff. So it started off with Besh literally getting out like an uh, Avacyn Angel of Hope, a Shalai Voice of Plenty. Oh uh, I think he might have had some equipment. Oh, he was going ham hock on his side ham of the board. Hock. Ham hock. Um, <laughs> Dan ended up having all creatures go to the bottom of their uh People's libraries. Sure. Cool. Uh, I ended up playing Obnixilis the Fallen. It's the one whenever you tutor, you got to pay 10 life and yes. sack a creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I had him out, and I think I had like another creature and a couple other things. And I had the enchantment that, beginning of my upkeep, I get to return a creature from any graveyard to my battlefield. Oh, yeah. Debtor's Hell, right? Yeah. Yep. And then I played Cataclysm. Made everyone sacrifice one uh, or only be able to keep one of everything. Yeah. Uh, so I thought I was in a good spot. Yeah, right. But then Dan, in response, blew up my Depter's Nell, which I was As like, okay, would. fine. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I still got a Planeswalker. <laughs> I still got this. Yeah, I got stuff to lose. What I'll Planeswalker do you have in that deck? Uh, I'm Nexilis. <laughs> I do have a question, though. Are you still I, I, coming for Dan? Uh, I mean, no, because he did do the right. Th- he did do the right thing. Besh was the threat, then I became the threat. So then what he did is he went on his cursed banana hammock. Oh, nice. Sorry. He went on his cursed bonanza with me. 
Uh-oh. And Overwhelming Splendor to me. Put the curse that allows him at each of his upkeeps to get another curse out of his deck and put it on me. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> other curse that gives all my creatures negative one, negative one, mm-hmm. just consistently so I can never play a creature and catch back up. Right. Uh, and I ended up top decking as I was about to die because... Once I did the Cataclysm, Besh was just effed. He was just done. <laughs> he was out of the game. <laughs> oh, he was done. Uh, it was literally draw, pass, go. Mm. Um, and so I ended up drawing a Vindicate to blow up the Overwhelming Splendor, kill Dan, and then next turn killed Besh. So, I mean, the game went Hold on for on. about an hour and change. So it wasn't crazy yeah. long, but it was just cool that Sisse went ham. Yeah. The Curses went ham. Kalia went ham. And honestly, I don't even think I played Kalia that game. I think I wow. cast everything dang i love so. those games because nobody leaves upset everybody did yeah. what they wanted to do and yeah. i don't know whoever lends well anyways you heard it first on the news dan i guess you're off the hook <laughs> for now for now <laughs> well sweet mcgee what game do you want to talk about uh so i have one game was quite in the tank it was a late starter i think uh roughly zero dark 30 maybe a little later than that whoa um, it was with marketing ross and then uh my favorite name in the battlegrounds quarantine hamburger demon poop Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I'd like to shake that guy's hand in real life. <laughs> so, Are you sure you might get COVID-19? Uh, yeah. that's, that's, that's how the corona started, shaking hamburger poop. So I remember having a lot of fun. I remember a couple things about the game. Most importantly, I was playing Kakusho. I had every card I could ever want. Cryptgast was out. I had sure. every recursion card in my hand to yep. bring it back to the battlefield and probably take it out in maybe one or two turns. Never got a sack outlet. Uh, oh, wow. We're talking like eight to ten turn game here. <laughs> Never got a sack outlet. But moral of the story, we all got approached to the second sun. Whoa! Yes. It was quite a rigmarole, if I remember right, but... Uh, was it wow. Hamburger Demon Poop that pulled it out? Oh, yeah, it was. Hamburger Demon Poop killed us. Uh, Marketing <laughs> Ross and I both kind of looked at our cards and looked up at the screen and went, we all forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> let, that, let that one slip right through. Yeah, he was That's doing a, awesome. lot of, a lot of drawing and a lot of different hate, effects, hate, and it was really upsetting. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we all died pretty hard, but it was fun. Sure. I was excited cool. to see an yeah, yeah, the second always, sun work, especially since we talked about it on the cast and how it never works. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it actually win a game. Yeah, I, he said he does it all the time. That's nuts. I, yeah. you know, sometimes you get lucky, you know what I mean? <laughs> all right, Big Tuck, what games do you want to talk about? So uh, I don't really have a game to talk about today, but uh, for those who don't know, uh, Tuesday was my birthday, and I didn't think I did in fact drink myself into a stupor, so that was exciting. Um, but some of the group here, uh, spearheaded by Mr. Combo, got me a very generous gift, so I just want to give them a shout out to Ooh, Forrest. Was it a generous gift? <laughs> it was. It was oh, a very generous nice gift. Um, we want to shout out to Forrest, Dan, Kevin, Joe, Ross, and Will, and Mr. Combo for organizing everything together. They got me one of the cards I have wanted my whole life. Uh, they got me an Italian reserved list copy of his Azon Tamar, yeah. so I, I am think that's lucky. called a piece of magic history. I've, I've been told it is, in fact, a piece of magic history, and just quick... Possibly a grazie is in order? Uh, yeah, a grazie. It did smell like uh, cannoli, so that was kind of interesting. <laughs> but um, the quick hit on that that was cool is I looked it up, and his Azon Tamar actually translates to uh, En Gedi in Hebrew, which is one of the places 
I visited when I went to uh, Israel early this year. So it was kind of a crazy cosmic coincidence there. But thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Combo. Uh, you always know what to get the man who has everything. So very much <laughs> yeah, appreciate well, it. Well, well, hopefully, A, this will make you excited to play Naya mm. uh, for, for once. And B, as Big Tech and I were texting about this card last week, once he got it, trying to figure out like a deck strategy, mm. we both learned that the card has been errated to just the turn that you play his on, if you blink him as many mm -hmm. times as you can, he just gets multiple ETB triggers on the stack right. for your next upkeep and just makes gobs yeah. of sand warriors. So it's just another, gross. There's another, uh, this is a little deck tech intro. Um, there's another card we've talked about for a long time called Blade of Cells. That seems like it'd be pretty good in this. So I think it'd be pretty good. Pretty <laughs> I luckily had one lying around and it's in the pile. So uh, I bet. I can't wait to, Ooh, can't wait to help, build that out. Helm of the Host would be good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, see, here's the issue with Blade of Self, though. Because when Hazazon leaves the battlefield, period, right. all your tokens leave. So if you do Blade of Selves and the Myriad triggers, oh, you're saying Legend Rule would kick in. You sacrifice them. Right. Uh -huh. And that's what, and that's one of the reasons why I like that better than Helm of the Host. Because Helm of the Host, now you have two Hazazons tomorrow. So even if you sack the one or the one gets blown up, I like it. It's still gonna, it's still, I'm still going to put it in because those kind of reflect are worth their weight in gold in this. But the idea would be you uh, trigger the Blade of Selves, sack them all to the original, if you will, right? And sure. then at the end of that turn, you sack the original as well to Gum Bombardment or Astronauts or whatever. And then when it comes around your turn, you get four times the amount of lands and sand tokens. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, think it's, uh, dirty. I think it's got some wheels to it. So um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully that'll be coming out in the next, next month or two. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap up 40 Life in a Dash. Now to yeah. cover what's going on in your local multiverse, what's the plane chase? So, two <laughs> weeks in a row, today is CMD Tower's top cards for Ikoria Layer of Behemoths. So, uh, once again, guys, this is how we do our set reviews, by not doing our set review at all, but just talking about cards we like. Uh, so, just skip we, right this one, yeah, so this one we went a little bit different, and I think it's something <laughs> we want to try to carry over as long as the sets have something relevant like mm -hmm. this, to where we're going to do Creature, Artifact, Instant, Sorcery, Enchantment, Planeswalker, Land, and then, instead of doing a Legendary Creature, like we did for Commander 20, we're going to do our favorite Mutate card. Mm -hmm. So we thought that would be kind of cool. So we'll kick it off with Creature. This is one that I've been talking about in our uh, Discord for the channel. Yidaro Wandering Monster. I think this card is going to wreck an EDH. Oh, so yeah. Five, five colorless red red legendary creature dinosaur turtle because, you know, you needed the turtle. <laughs> it's an 8-8 eight eight with trample and haste. Here's what's cool about it. Yeah. Cycling colorless and a red. Cool. When you cycle Yudara Wandering Monster, shuffle it into your library from your graveyard. If you've cycled a card named Yudaro four or more times this game, put it onto the battlefield from your <laughs> graveyard instead. Do this before you draw. So I really like this card because you can run it in the 99. Yeah. And the thing that we always talk about, mono red, 
Boros, and even to an extent Mardu mm -hmm. having an issue with is card draw. Well, right. if you slot this into your 99, you just got a two mana draw card. Right. And it's not even like you're, it's not even like that card's in the deck taking up a slot. Mm -hmm. After you've done it four times, which is, yeah, sure, eight mana, but that's also four cards in your right, hand. Yeah. Now you get an 8 8 with Trample and Haste. Mm -hmm. I think it's a slam dunk. I think it's amazing. And I think it has a home in a lot of red and at least Boros. Decks. Yeah, absolutely. And again, um, I probably won't get a lot of play as like the commander, but I agree in the 99. Correct. Drawing that card is sweet. Um, I also love the fact that it's one of the Godzilla cards in the four <laughs> ones. Um, also, that. I love it. <laughs> right, which is funny because there's like a dragon turtle in the Godzilla verse, if you will. Uh, also, uh, for those out there, you can suck it. Vorthos nerds, Godzilla <laughs> and MTG alike. Uh, I've heard a lot of Vorthos talk from you lately. Yeah, well, what can you do? Um, what's Not the do the, uh, <laughs> the way the best way to attack your enemy is to know them? Ooh, what about that? Uh, so, Miss, uh, and while we're kind of on that, Mister Combo, have you heard anything about how the the alternate arts are being distributed yet? Uh, collector's boosters. There's mm. a buy a box promo. Okay. There is a. Uh, I want to. Uh, I forget what they called it with uh, Ultimate Masters. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a buy a box promo, but it was the specialty pack that was oh, in there, the box yeah, topper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But so I think that they'll have those collectors boosters, like I said. But they're not, intend then, they're not intending on doing like a secret layer or anything so far, right? That we're aware no. of. Okay. Now, granted, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe after a month or two, if we're still in quarantine, if they didn't do that, just to maybe have a revenue grab. Because, mm -hmm. like, hey, we obviously need to release our sets and the stores are losing money. So, hey, we'll do a Secret Layers Godzilla edition. Um, but, you know, I think it's crazy because I don't think any of us are talking about it. Death Corona, that card yeah. that they had to <laughs> edit. Um, I talked about it in our Facebook group today uh, on eBay. Those are going for $150. Yeah. Oh, I think that'll just keep going so up. So awesome. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, Squee McGee, what creature do you want to talk about? All right. So I wanted to talk about an actual small and probably very useful card. I might run it in a couple of my decks. You know I like white ones. So Dranith Magistrate. Uh, it's a creature human wizard, and it reads, your opponents can't mm -hmm. cast spells from anywhere other than their hands. It's a 1-3, and, and it costs 1 in, one in white. And I believe that actually is the pre-order promo or it's the, it's some promo you're right there yeah. i just don't remember which one or it might maybe, be a maybe box. that's the yeah that could be a buy a box, box promo. yeah mm -hmm. yeah this card's really cool i'm really excited because it's more or less a new stacks mechanic not that they needed them you know <laughs> but uh <laughs> it's one that's really interesting i think it'll mm -hmm. be situational but i I like it because it's one of those that kind of blindsides people where right. you play it and it really wrecks a couple of decks and shuts them completely down. And for two mana as a 1-3, it's still not bad. Yeah, and I kind of see this as like a, a slightly more fragile Nevermore because a lot of times when you cast mm -hmm. Nevermore, yep. the, the enchantment, you're naming someone's commander just to put them out of the game. So this does the same thing, but for all commanders. But again, like it yeah. is a creature, so it's going to be susceptible to that. I think it's cool. He plays I mean, tribal really well, too. Like I can't, he's a human and a wizard. You're starting to get in this weird... Real standard. You're, you're slowly becoming like stacks, one spell a turn, Squee. And uh, I'm not sure if I care for that, if I'm going to be honest. Well, so. you know, I'm not sure if I care for the way I was treated in games for the last couple of months. <laughs> you have to pay for it. Uh, also, are you... Do you... If For those who are, are uh, earful listeners, do you have your uh, swipe of Mr. Combo's last pick ready to go? <laughs> I sure do. No, I don't. Hey, he's still, he's still upset about it. Not today. 
All right, Big Tuck, what creature do you want to talk about? So this one, I think it's really cool. Um, it's a it's a mythic. So we're talking about Ooh. Fiend Artisan. So it's Golgari Golgari, and I kind of like that they're bringing back these hybrid manas in some same ones. I think that's kind of cool. So um, it gets plus one, plus one for each creature card in your graveyard, and then X Golgari tap, sack another creature, search your library card for a creature card with converted mana costs X or less, put it on the battlefield, and then shuffle your library. That's insane. Um, the thing I like. Yeah, about, that's really good. But but it's X or less. That's what I don't like about it. Because usually the whole thing with sacking creatures and mm -hmm. getting another is you can do tokens, but you can't do yeah. that with this. Well, uh, so this one you can because you have to pay for the CMC. So you pay for. So like let's say you want to go get something for five. You pay five Golgari tap sack the creature. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, been yeah, misreading yeah. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. You go and you get whatever you want. Right. This is so, a game ender so in I a did, lot of situations. If you have a big creature in your deck. Yeah, and so to your point, Mister Mister Combo, I think that's why this card's awesome. It's because you can just bend the worst creature you have, a mana dork, and go pitch up for whatever you can pay for, right? And I think that's also why it's pre-ordering for $30. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> that's that rich that's time insane. right there. <laughs> I should have I should have just taken you up on that box offer. Why not? So Missed out. I know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a beautiful fool, but what can you say? So, anyways, I think this um <laughs> I think this goes well into a lot of a lot of Golgari decks. I think this goes a lot of I think this goes into a lot of decks like token-based decks in these colors. This oh, kind of has a lot sure. of wigs. Um it, it's kind of like a better Golgari Grave Troll, which I which I used to be a pretty big fan of because it tutors for you. It's another copy yep. of Birthing Pod in some sem semblance. So this card is freaking sweet. It's a creature, yeah, it's, it's a, a fantastic one one tutor. So it's gonna die. It's gonna die to lightning bolt. Never because no one runs that card except for <laughs> me. But uh, I just really like the design of it. Again, it's it's the only thing that I, you can complain about. It's like, oh look, a Golgari card that does exactly what Golgari wants to. You know, so like that's kind of yeah. But you kind of complain about that all the time. Very true. So yeah. But like, I mean, yeah. I still like it. So I mean, I like it. I mean, if, if I. Here's the thing. I will not pay thirty dollars no. for one, but if I rip one in mm -hmm. one of my boxes, it's for sure going in Carador. Mm -hmm. That just seems. I mean, that card screams uh, good EDH. You know, yes. like oh, yeah, two absolutely. decks. Yeah. I, I think it's still a little too slow to be considered CEDH mm -hmm. because you have to tap it, so you yeah. wait a rotation. Mm -hmm. But for just a tune deck, I think it's going to have a lot of homes in Marin. Carador, probably like a Skullbriar deck. Yes, totally. Mm -hmm. um, I, I couldn't see this in my Polycronos deck um, and unless I decided to replace it with or take out a tutor for mm -hmm. it because it basically does the same thing. You got to think about it. You're basically paying the converted mana cost of the card plus a black, which is Vampiric Tutor. Yeah, to right. just get it to the battlefield. Um, but no, I like it. $30. Yeah, I love so. it too. Yeah, 30, it's going 30. straight in. Yeah, straight in Gorman Great or Gorman mm -hmm. Great and Virtus if I can. But yeah, <laughs> if you can, if you can find a it. copy for it, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that's going to wrap up our creatures, guys. Next concept is going to be around instants. And I think, man, Orzov just gets the best removal. Yeah. We're talking about Dire Tactics. This is white, mm -hmm. black, instant, uncommon, so it'll be cheap. Yeah. Exile target creature. If you don't control a human, you lose life equal to that creature's toughness. <laughs> Whoop de doo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's so good. It's <laughs> so it's so good for a two drop. Unconditional removal, reverse swords to plowshares kind of. Just yeah. does a ton. And like a lot of times, I think. Some decks might have a couple sleeper humans, like Grand Abolisher, yep. I think, is a human, which goes into a lot of yeah. Azan Mardu decks. I think it's a human cleric. Mm -hmm. So I came think up on my list for that last uh, Weatherlight report day, Ooh. two weeks ago. 
Yeah, I think this is gonna do. I think this is gonna be awesome. Love the fact that it's an uncommon. This and that one. There's that one um, devotion destroy creature spell from last set. That's like two colorless black black, but it costs X less for each black thing. Sure. You have. Like these are like some new awesome premier removal spells. So yeah. This no, car is kind of insane. You know, I, yeah, I, think, I, I think it's technically its downside is more downside for standard and 20 mm-hmm. life formats to where yeah, it's like, ooh, sure. if I lose six, like that's a lot that's of my lot, life total. Right? That, that could kill me. In our format, losing six is just like whatever. Yeah, right. Not to Do mention not like in Orzov, whatever. Right, yeah. Like, there's, there's, everywhere. there's so many ways to gain life. And, like, if you think about it this way, so even if you do have to pay 20, let's, let's say someone has a 20-20 and you're paying 20 for it, it probably won't kill you, but if that thing stuck around for two turns, you might be dead, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, yep. like, the opportunity cost on even exiling a bigger creature is so low, and it's awesome. Like, great card. Can't wait to see it out in the wild. Cool. Oh, hell yeah. Well, Squee, what instant do you want to talk about? All right, so I want to talk about an instant for one specific reason. I don't think it'll get a ton of play, this particular card, but I hope they keep this going. So it's called Flame Spill. It's two colorless and a red for a instant uncommon. Uh, Flame Spill deals four damage to target creature. Excess damage is dealt to that creature's oh, control yeah. instead. So oh. I really like the way that this works, because it's more or less like a lightning bolt, but everybody hates that, because <laughs> right. you burn it on a 1-1 one, one or a 2-2, two, two, and you're just wasting your time. But if you do some X spells like that, where you can burn a creature and burn mm-hmm. the rest through to a player or something like that, those could be really, really good. Yeah, and like imagine doing six with Torbrand and that pushing through. Um, right. People brought this up. There's actually an unglued card from Unstable that literally has Trample, and it does this exact same thing. It's an, it's, it's an instant that has Trample, and they're like, oh, I guess they're just, <laughs> I guess they're just printing unglued cards now in Stanker. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think this is super cool. I, it might bring the burn spell back. Mm-hmm. I know EDH doesn't really uh, cater to burn spells sure. so much. Yeah, no, I think, yeah. It's, I think it's cool. Yeah, you know, I think this is something on a budget, if you needed it for like a Nehab deck, Nehab the Eternal, uh, I think it could work in there mm-hmm. because it's, it's only going to, It's. I mean, this is an uncommon. It's going right. to go for 10 to 20 cents somewhere in there. Um, and sometimes, a lot of times you don't run creature burn and Nehab because you want people to lose life so you right. can get mana. But mm-hmm. this is something to where it's like, okay, technically three three mana and I net four, mm-hmm. but then if I need to use it on a Birds of Paradise right. or yeah. a uh, Bloom Tender, I can do it and I'll still get some mana out of the deal, maybe just net even. Uh, yeah, no, I I, I, mean, I I do agree. I think it'd be cool if we see this into other spells. Right. I can't foresee us seeing this in X spells since usually yeah, X spells be, you have to pay the extra, so mana the extra target. Hopes and dreams. Uh, also, and dreams. also interesting that this is illustrated by Zoltan Boros. Oh, it's red bird spell. Look at that. Nice catch there. Hey. <laughs> well, uh, Big Tuck, what instant do you want to talk about? So the instants in this set were kind of sort of lackluster. A lot of them were just kind of like working man's instance, if you will. So I want to talk about this one because I think green is just becoming more and more powerful each set. So I want to talk barrier breach. So two colors and a green for an instant exile up to three target enchantments which is pretty good on its own. And then you might be like, oh, well, what if you're playing no one who has, what if you're playing someone who has, you know, not many enchantments or they don't matter. You can also cycle this. So it's going to remove three 
three of the hardest to remove things in magic exile too right up to three so you can even do it for one and then you get to cycle it like what more do you want in removal and green right and and again like a lot of times like a lot of uh green can struggle with like if someone enchants your commander with like a pacify or Mm -hmm. a dark steel mutation or lignifying or that stuff you're kind of like well i only run four removals and I already had to remove two of them to do these other things. Now you could get that and two other ones. I mean, again, this is going to be another card that's going to be 10 cents. I just, think it's, I just feel like it just has a ton of utility. Yeah, I mean, it's a good utility card. I wouldn't slot it out for a lot of other, sure, yeah. you know, pretty basic removal type of things. But yeah, the the up two is nice. So you don't mm-hmm. have to just specifically do three. Well, uh, I'm it, actually going to I'm going to disagree with both of you guys. I think this takes a slot now in all my green decks where I have a disenchant. I think this probably takes a slot over. Wow. That. OK, well, the cycling. Yeah, I mean, that that's no, not a bad point. Cycle. Sorry. Uh, no, forget the cycling. Don't even care about that. What I care about is the exiling up to three yeah. enchantments that we we talk about on the other podcast so much. Wait, us How hard or our alternative egos? Our alter, our alter egos in the multiverse. Oh, that's right. About yeah. it all the time in the other podcasts. Uh, how hard it is to do enchantment removal. Mm-hmm. You're literally talking about three mana exiling up to yeah. three enchantments now if this said exile three target enchantments yeah probably, it's harder yeah, yeah right yeah not, not as good but it's up to so you know big tuck and squee if there was just a card that just said three mana cycling two exile target enchantment you'd be like that's not great but eh, well, whatever. So, so what's ironic about, is have, there's actually one called Forsake the Worldly, which is two colors in white, and it's exile target enchantment or artifact, and then you can also cycle it for two. So well, I like I, the I, artifact I, 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 piece I, I, of that. I don't really have this. For I like sure. the artifact piece. But there's so much artifact removal. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Yeah, I think this thing is a slam dunk. I hope I pull three or four of them in my <laughs> box because I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, they're going to go. Now, I wouldn't put it in over a... Um, of course, I'm going to draw a blank on it. The one if you cast it during your turn, return you get to exile. Thank you. I yeah. wouldn't do it over return to dust because for one more mana, you get a lot more flexibility mm-hmm. in the two artifacts or two enchantments. And it's exile, so that's like so that's kind of apples to apples there, right? Yeah. yeah. But you know, if you look at a lot of the other ones where it's like two colorless and whatever that color is, if green's in there, why wouldn't you mm-hmm. run this instead? Because here's the other thing: in EDH, you have three opponents right you're most likely trying to remove one of the opponent's enchantments so or whatever's so you get two other people that are quote unquote on your side artifacts there's so much more removal for it right i would almost be like you know what i'm willing to go down an artifact removal just in because most likely my opponents have artifact removal but they mm-hmm. probably don't have enchantment removal right this is going to take care of me a lot better and if you're running oh, against, you're making me nervous taking the artifact if, if you're running against there. people who are running like red black or black or red like they don't have any enchantment removal whatsoever so this could also be like a good political card with that as well um yeah i just saw i just think it's really cool and and like i said worst case scenario you get to cycle and draw a card which in green is not that easy to do so value town does have sure. again it goes back to whatever there's one that we we're talking about where it's just like uh modular dot deck where every deck yeah. every, every card has an option of something to do with it um yeah so barrier breach looking forward to seeing that for 10 cents in three months 
Cool. Well, the next uh, section we're going to talk about is sorceries. Uh, there was a set of ultimatums mm-hmm. printed in this set. Uh, I'm going to be talking about one of them. Uh, slam dunk in my Carador deck. Eerie ultimatum. Oof. White, white. <laughs> black, black, black. Green, green. Woof. Rare. Sorcery. Return any number... And you would think, okay, he's talking about Carador. He just said return any number of something. Probably creatures, right? <laughs> it's probably creatures. No. Return any number of permanent cards. Yeah. Oh, well, that's pretty good. What's the drawback? Well, here's the drawback. They have to have different names for my graveyard to the battlefield. Boo. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, in EDH, guys, if you haven't figured it out, we only play one of outside of basic land. So, sure, you could be that one person that's just like oh no i got like 10 forests <laughs> yeah, in my right. graveyard i'm gonna get one <laughs> i'm gonna get one back but, but that's never really, that's that's really not gonna happen, happen. Yeah. yeah oh it's a beastly card yeah, all these I mean, old- the mana the mana terrifies me but i actually the mechanics of it are really exciting yeah. i think this is gonna be a, a a huge boost to game speed in general. If you can go and pull everything out of your graveyard, that's going to shorten a lot of games out where somebody will figure out a really powerful way to win. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think all these ultimatums are stupid and busted, and that's all I have to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) Squeamy Gee, what ultimatum do you want to talk about? All right, so I'm not talking about an ultimatum today, boys. You know I don't want to do that. It's super expensive. How can I do it? How can I do it? It's $4. That's not expensive. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can only go off what we know today. So I'm going green. You know what? You love it. It's sure. Mythos of Brockos. So nice. two colorless, two green sorcery. It's a rare. rare. Um, if a blue and a black was spent to cast this spell, search your library for a card, put that card into your graveyard, then shuffle your library. Mm-hmm. Return up to two permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand. This is a pretty dang good tutor. Yeah, especially in, the, especially in those colors, you know. Um, four to get two back. It sucks that's only permanence, mm-hmm. but again, depending on the right deck, like... I, I when I first saw this, I was like, "Oh, this would be great for Moltrotha." Unfortunately, it's not because I don't run any sorceries or instants in there, um, so <laughs> that's gonna have to take a backseat. Yeah. But I, I like these um, these I like these mythoses a lot. Um, I think they got a lot of range to them. They're also pseudo modular cards where they still do mm-hmm. something, but they just do something better if you pay a little bit more for it. So I don't know. I think it's I think they're all pretty cool. Yeah, I think, I think they're hinging on big creatures being kind mm-hmm. of the theme with this whole thing, so that's going to be what you're pulling out yeah. of the graveyard more on the permanent side, but yeah, it's pretty fun. So here's the thing. It's a very cool idea and mechanic, and I think it's great for 60-card formats, but I don't like it that much for EDH because these cards basically cannot be used in any way, shape, or form in anything less than those three colors. Mm, so if point. you think yeah, about yeah, it, yeah. these are only going to be able to get used and in and those. one, two, and then... What's it going to be? Four decks. These can yeah. be used in four different color pie decks um, out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. A, I'm not a fan of that. Um, and, uh, you know, Tuck, I think you make a great point when it's like, oh, the kind of that modular thing to where it can do something a little bit better if you can, like, dump, you know, in this case, the demeanor yeah. into it. But in EDH, I mean, you're going to have the option to dump the demeanor into it because you're in those right, colors. Exactly. It's not right. like standard to where it's like, oh, is that the trade-off that I'm going to make? Mm-hmm. So I, I love the concept. I love the idea. I just, with our color pie restrictions yeah. that we have in Commander, that's where I'm just, you know what, I don't, unless the card's just really, really good, and I'm trying to think, this would be my Yarok deck. 
Maybe I would put it in Yorok. Maybe. Uh, uh, just because I could get some double ETB. Yeah, I think so. This next one I think might interest you as well. So I'm actually, I'm also doing one. So I'm doing, and also all the art on these are freaking sweet. And then like oh, the art yeah. 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 is the whole cave painting yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, it's so cool. cool. Um, so, oh, and of course, Seb McKinnon. Yeah. <laughs> Our boy. So um, I'm actually talking about the mythos of Snapdax. So each player chooses Snap Daddy. Snap Daddy. <laughs> each player Snap chooses chooses an artifact, creature, an enchantment, and a planeswalker from among the non-land permits they control. So effectively, like a smaller version of Cataclysm that doesn't touch lands and sacks the rest. But if you spend uh, black and red with it, then uh, you choose the permanents for each player instead. So for me, it's like if I'm going to run like a Cataclysm in my Mardu deck, I would rather just run this because, like you said, you're going to have the mana. And does Cataclysm get get lands? Yep. Oh, that kind of eats. Well, I would absolutely run this instead. But um, <laughs> yeah, see, I, I wouldn't in my uh, my Kalia deck right, because Kalia you, doesn't want you to have lands. Right. I don't need them. Yeah, and yeah. also it's because you're a degenerate player, but that's okay. It's all right. Uh, but in my in my uh, like for example, my Queen Marchesa deck, this would be great because usually I'm going to have at least one of these things that's going to do that's going to do awesome. It's going to speed me through the rest of the game, and then they're like, okay, you're stuck with the Mana Dork, the worst Mana Rock that you have, uh, maybe. Uh, green planeswalker or something like those lines so um, I like these a lot I don't love all of them I think they're definitely built for draft and standard more so than EDH but um, that mythos uh, of Snapdax for me was was pretty interestingly created I mean I gotta say one thing it's a great board wipe I like the the theme that you get to pick other people's stuff but these colors don't need any more board yeah very very true (laughs) (laughs) especially ones that have a new mechanic on it right exactly (laughs) all right well that's gonna wrap up the sorceries guys next thing we're gonna move on to is enchantments uh i'm talking about an enchantment that i think is gonna be a mono red i'm gonna go out on a limb and say staple wow outside of duretti oh man it doesn't make sense yeah start with the staple doesn't make sense we're talking do you about need this easy button? Uh, I don't, because this is even easier. Foot, fall, crater. Ooh. One red, enchantment aura, enchant land, enchanted land has, target creature gains trample and haste to lend a turn. Oh, that is oh, pretty sweet. And by the way, cycling <laughs> one. <laughs> it cycles itself. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's an yeah. uncommon. That is, that, oh, is insane. that is really good. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be... You, I don't know about... Staple, but it's darn But close. here's the thing. Yeah. Th- think about it. Mono red, outside of Duretti, what mono red deck doesn't want their commander to get in swinging or tapping immediately? Yeah. Well, uh, and it Heart- gives mono Heartless red draw. Hed- like, Heartless Hedetsugu, uh, you yeah. want him to tap him this turn he comes out. Uh, you talk about Drachmaw, you want him swinging yeah. so he shoots down stuff. You got Neheb, you want him swinging in right. to get extra mana. Uh, uh, there's not a single mono red commander I can think of that doesn't want to tap or attack Cranko. Could you imagine? Yeah, I, cr- t- I was going to say Cranko's really good. I got one for you. Perforos? Uh, might be decent. That's fair. Doesn't doesn't well, doesn't need doesn't need trample or haste, but I guess you can yeah. always use the cycling. However, <laughs> so, so there we go. How, however, two. so okay, so two so two commanders in mono red that you don't want this for. Um, I think it's real. I think it's really sweet. Um, you could almost look at this as like a sort of equipment in the sense that yeah. you have to like pay one for it to use, right? But again, if you get this late enough in the game where you don't need it, you just bin it, draw a card, and go from there. That's uh, pretty cool. It's a pretty sweet yeah, card. Yeah. That's well, really, and, really good. And I put it at that status because it is only right now trending at a quarter, so it's probably yeah. going to drop down to 10 cents oh, yeah. or a nickel. So for, for a nickel, why wouldn't you just put that in any budget deck or even right. a very good deck? Because it's only one mana. 
Well, Squee, what enchantment do you want to talk about? All right, so I wanted to talk about what I think might be the most hilarious enchantment I've seen in a really, really long time. It's Colossification. Oh, so, yeah. A five-color list, two green enchantment, or it's a rare. Uh, enchant creature, when Colossification enters the battlefield, tap enchanting creature. Enchanting creature gets <laughs> plus 20, plus 20. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, it's just hilarious. It's obnoxiously expensive. It's obnoxiously yeah. large when you put it onto the battlefield. It sucks that it taps your creature, but it's hilarious. Well, couldn't you, I want one. Here's some, here's some tech for you, right? Slap this down on Reese. Uh, use Wirewood Lodge to untap him as an elf, and then swing in for command damage. Uh, absolutely, and or do that with, a, say, a Derevi? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's horrible. I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like that at all. This was supposed to be for the eighteenth time. I'm going to bring Derevi back. This was the fourth. I, wait, don't you have that, or did you bend it again? Oh, I've bent it like twelve times. Oh already. gosh, I don't want to play. <laughs> Fair enough. It's like the ugly spouse he can't get away from. Yeah. <laughs> Just sign the divorce papers. No, I love it's you. It's only two dollars too. It has no value. Like, I don't know what I'm doing out here. Well, Big Tuck, what enchantment do you want to talk about? So, um, I know I'm going to break the format a little bit here. <sighs> And I'm going to talk about another instant. No, I'm just joking. Um, uh, I'm gonna, so I know we've been t- talking about things that we like. I'm going to talk about my least favorite card from the set. Whirlwind of Thought. I hate this card. I think it's stupid. And it's just going <laughs> to enable degener- degenerate combo people to do even more. So colorless, uh, Jeskai, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, draw a card. Yuck. Don't care, yeah, for, don't, uh, care, don't care for that at all. But it's on cast, so like even if you make copies of stuff, you don't get to draw extra cards. Sure, but then when you play Cheerios in these colors, and then you just draw your deck, then Hercules recall and bounce it back. I don't, I don't like this card. I I think it's draw a card. Yeah, right. Like I just don't like the way it's designed. It's gonna be played left, right, and center in that cycling deck, um, which is gonna be disgusting. Draw a card. Uh, not a fan. But you're, once again, but it's a Jeskai, so you yeah. have to play Jeskai, which Jeskai sucks. Agreed, but I'm it's saying this is gonna, good. this could get Jeskai. Yeah, they're working on it. Yeah, they're exactly. They're it. giving it like, uh, uh, what can we do? We can do Jeskai Ascendancy. Well, that's got a drawback. Give the discard a card. Uh, okay, we'll just take that away. Here you go. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it, so I can put it in my flashback deck. Because <laughs> it, it, it needs it needs something, anything. I will, I will give you that. That deck desperately needs this card. So, oh, Oh, and actually, this works even better. Wait, did you cut Approach of the Second Sun from that because of the? Yeah, oh, you did. Okay, absolutely. From that one time, have we to bring it back we... now that we know it works. Well, th- that one time we misread the rules. <laughs> so, uh, approach with uh, with this approach kind of could work because you kind of you might be able to draw a few cards. But um, anyway, I hate this card. I don't want to talk anymore about it. <laughs> All right, cool. well, let's talk about uh, a person that's on that card as we migrate over oh. to Planeswalkers. Uh, this is a slam dunk in my Jeskai deck. Mm-hmm. Narset of the Ancient oh, Way. Oh, it's so good. It's, I, colorless, yep. it's yep. a combo colorless, special. Colorless Jeskai. She's a mythic. Uh, plus, she comes in with four loyalty. Plus one. You gain two life and add blue, red, or white to your mana pool. Spin Jesus. this only to cast non-creature spells. Ugh. Good God, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. Uh, and don't worry, it's not over. Oh my God. Minus two, draw a card, then you may discard a card. And I love that it's a may. Yes. When you discard that is super a nice. not, 
when you discard a non-land card this way, Narset of the Ancient Way deals damage equal to that card's converted mana cost to target creature or planeswalker. She kicks it right in the face. <laughs> well, and I love that for my flashback deck because I want stuff to go to the graveyard. Right, yeah. So sure, I will absolutely discard a seven drop. Yeah, whatever and you then did. Dig it for seven. And then minus six, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this emblem deals two damage to any target. So here's what I kind of like about the card. Outside of the plus one is just straight value. Yeah. Mana, and think about it, you're basically paying four mana in colors that don't really ramp. Yes, totally. Every turn, ramp one and gain two life. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. And the turn that it comes out, on its third turn, it can emblem, and the emblem's not even broken, mm -hmm. so no one's really gonna be that like, oh God, we yeah. have to like get rid of this emblem thing. Because once again, it's on cast, so it's not whenever you you know have right. a spell yeah, on or the copy stack, something so, sixteen you know, times, right? Co yeah, copies won't do it. Uh, I I really like this. Card. I think that actually the the emblem for me is like the weakest point almost. Like I would the, agree. the other two, I would the, absolutely agree. The other two are so good. Um, I saw this. Uh, I watched. Uh, a live game on Star City Games because I'm an adult, but that's okay. Of uh, them playing this in standard, and this car, like, they like landed this into Fairy, and the game was like over. You know, like wow. just because they couldn't do anything, and he's like, "Okay, I'll discard, I'll draw a card, then I'll burn your creature, uh, I'll gain yep. my life, I'll cast this." It's really, really good right now. Pre-ordering yep. for 14. That's probably gonna be. I don't know. I can see this going either way. I think but. that's fairly accurate. Yeah. I, I mean, I th this is good, but it's not broken, like you said. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll stick around the, the 10 to 15 mark. Yeah, I hope so. I definitely, I definitely want to pick one of these up. <laughs> It'd go great in my normal friend's deck, too. Well, Squee, what Planeswalker do you want to talk about? Well, it's a Vivian. I'm glad this worked out this way because I chose the red one. <laughs> Yeah, I figured as much, you know. I had to play this one. Uh, this card's an absolute monster, as it's in the title. Uh, three colorless, two green. Uh, it's a legendary Vivian. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may cast creature spells from the top of your library. That's really dirty. So that's not even... And, and Tuck, that's basically what fauna is that fauna shaman or uh, no? Vizier of the menagerie. The menagerie. menagerie yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. And that's just a static ability. Yeah. It's so good. As soon as it hits the board, uh, plus one, so you can do all this same turn. Create a 3-3 three, three green beast creature token. Put your choice of a vigilance counter, a reach counter, or a trample counter on it. Pretty damn oh, good. Pretty good. <laughs> and then minus two, when you cast your next creature spell this turn, search your library for a creature card with lesser converted mana cost <laughs> and put it on the battlefield and then shuffle uh, your library. Oh, boy. That's real yeah, good. that's insane. Uh, so I believe that's going to have a home in X tribal decks? Yes. For sure. Um, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the first Planeswalker I have run in a long time in any deck. I think it's really good. I mean, I love the fact that they, they're bringing, they're keeping like the static abilities continuing on through the different sets. I sure. think that's awesome. Um, creates a token to block herself, minus two. She can do that the turn she comes out, even though that probably won't happen very often unless you have like a million mana. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet oh, overall. Yeah. The only thing that this Vivian lacks a little bit of now, granted, if they would have had this, it would have been too good. Is you can't you you still can only cast your creature spells at the speed that they could be normally cast at. It doesn't right. get a flash. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, which the other Vivian from War does right. allow you to cast at flash. Uh, but like I said, that would make it too good. Um, like seriously, that minus two. I think that's going to sneak up on some people. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, it's it. You can play it first turn if you really want, so you can lay this down and, and get it out. That'll be tough to do with mana, but right. green ramps really hard. And then, like, 
I think the first static ability is the sneakiest of them all because people are going to kind of just say, oh, yeah, sure, but you're running creature-heavy right. decks all the time. It's going to be great. Well, and I do love the fact that you can put a reach counter mm -hmm. on that 3-3 three, three beast because yep. usually flying creatures is the death to a planeswalker. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And again, it's it's look, not reveal, which is like a super small detail, but also like we've talked about. The, I don't the, think so. The I think that's a big detail. The, the fewer, the, the lowest amount of information you can give your opponents, the better. All right. Well, the next section is we're going to move over to lands. Hey, I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead me. and say. You just skipped me. You skipped his plane. Oh, my bad. How dare, how dare you? <laughs> All right. Well, well, well I'm going to power through it because evidently you don't care. It's Luke. Apparently, know your tongue or know your place, big tongue. It's, it's, yeah, I put my. Know your tongue. Yeah, know my tongue. Know your just, tuck. Just tuck it. Nice. Uh, Luca the Copper Coat Outcast is a three red, red uh, legendary planeswalker Luca that's also a mythic and comes in with five loyalty counters. Um, a lot of exiles here, which is kind of crazy. So, plus one, exile the top three cards of your library. Creature cards exiled this way. Gain, you may cast this card from exile as long as you control Luca Planeswalker. Uh, it's. Uh, it's okay. I think it's I, I think it could be good in the right deck. I don't know what the heck that would be. Um, besides, like maybe my Saskia deck, which runs like a gazillion creatures. But anyway, minus two, exile target creature you control. Then reveal cards in the top of your library until you reveal a creature card with higher converted mana cost. Put that card onto the battlefield, and the rest Ooh. of the bottom of your library in a random order. <laughs> I love these uh, battlefield that's effects. That's kind of nuts. And then minus seven is each creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each opponent, which also is oh. quite good. So oh. I, I, it's, it's a really weird I, it's a really weird card, especially in red, right? Um, I think the I mean, the ultimate could be really good, and if you're there, you should probably win um, off it. Yeah. But the minus two, I think, is the most interesting thing, right? Tokens, mana dorks, whatever, they get cycled in and get something that's higher. Um, I'm not, I just, I don't know. I'd have to see it in play, but I feel like the way that you'd want it, whenever you need the plus, the plus one to get you three creatures, it'll get you three lands. And when you don't care, it'll get like when you, when you only have five mana and it'll get you like all your nine drops. I just, I don't know. I've got, I've got a bad feeling about that plus one for some reason. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's the, I, the problem that I would have running this is I think this is just going to be a major target. As soon as it hit the board, yeah. people are going to see that ultimate and just go, well, well I don't want to kill that. I, I don't want to die right now. So. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, that's the only downside that I see to it. I think the, mm -hmm. the it's fine. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to get killed real quick. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think because obviously it gets played and then you have to plus one right. it immediately. I mean, I highly doubt you're going to minus two it right off the bat. Right. And I think your opponents are honestly going to judge it based off of that first plus one because it's not exiled face down. Right, it's, right, right. They're just exiled face up. So honestly, Tuck, if you played it and you exiled it and I just saw three lands or three ten drops, I'm going to be like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just right put it again. in a white walker whenever I fit it. Yeah, it. It's, it's kind of like when you uh, play Tibble and you plus one. Oh, and then you just immediately and discard that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to be uh, fair, this card is no Tibble because A costs five and Tibble only costs two, and I can, the list goes on. So, uh, but you know, I do agree. I think that minus seven's great. Mm -hmm. um, I think if your regular friends had a doubling season, this could be kind of that level, like the Sarkin, like in your yeast package to mm -hmm. win the yeah, game, right? Uh, because you do make a lot of once you have, the, once you have your deck. tokens. Well, once you have your tokens out and everything, yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, and so. I agree. You should, if you get this ultimate off, you should. Yeah, it should be a game winner. So I just, I think it's kind of an interesting card. Um, it'll probably be the most affordable of the three, especially when the set first comes out. So I might be keeping a little eye on it.
All right. Well, uh, now I can go to lands because I do not skip Big Tuck. Uh, so I'm pretty sure we're all picking the exact same set. We're all talking about the Trium lands. Well, I was going to talk about something else, but... Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just going to generically talk about the tree yeah, lands because they all do the same thing. Absolutely incredible. Uh, they're, they're bananas. So if you guys are familiar, um, they're, we have the tri lands today. Uh, these are just a <clears throat> non-basic land with no types that enter the battlefield tapped, and they tap for whatever shard. What are the... Yeah. Yeah, whatever shard that is. Um, well, they basically come out with the same thing, but now they actually do have the land types in there. So we have five different ones. We have a Swamp Forest Island, Mountain Plain Swamp, Plain Swamp Forest, Forest Island Mountain, Island Mountain Plains. And so they all tap for that shard, but they enter the battlefield tap. But you could tutor them if you have something that'll go get, mm -hmm. you know, if you played a... Um, a wood elves, you could go get Ketria Triome, <laughs> which is the green, blue, and red. Right. Uh, but here's the thing I really like about it. Sometimes when you play these Ember the Battlefield tapped, no way you can get them untapped lands. When you get them late in the game, it feels real bad. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Yep. Uh, all of these yep. have cycling three. Oh, it's so good. And then these are... The, I think these so are these, broken, kind of. These are the... These, I just remembered it came to me. So these are the Tarkir Wedges. Okay. Of them, and then the other ones, which is like Bant and the and the like, those are the shards from Alara. Okay. I believe that's how these are, because these are the same ones as from um, the. Uh, this is the same color pairings as from um, Tarkir block. Anyway, Vorthos nerd. Yeah, oh, I suck. <laughs> suck it myself. So I was also going to talk about these, so I'll just I'll say my piece on what I thought about these. So personally, I love that they're bringing out tricolor lands like this mm -hmm. again, but I. I'm a little disappointed that they named the actual basic land types in there. Oh. Um, so they are tutorable. I don't love that. What? I think it's going to be broken. That's I think why these they're are so good. Really expensive. <laughs> I know that's why they're so good. But here's the thing they aren't and that they broken because they enter, they enter the battlefield tapped. Right, I agree. So it doesn't matter. It's not like ah. a shock land where you can pay two life or a check land where it checks the other land right. or just a dual land where it's not conditional. Or a, cy or a, cy or a cycling tapped. land, too. Well, they, yeah. these are like yeah. cycling lands, almost exactly like them. So they're tricycle lands. I think and these are what makes them even, And what makes them even better is they have alternate art options for oh, them, thank, which are all sweet. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Man, you, you almost had me worried there, Mr. Combo, <laughs> that you weren't able to blink these out day one. Uh, uh, these, yeah, I, these are good. I'm going to run them for sure. Yeah, I don't every, love the concept every, of what they've they've started to do here. Every one of their mother, mother's going to be running these, yeah. so they're already like, pretty, uh, like, I mean, like 10 bucks. I, I honestly probably won't be running them unless I pull them in my box mm -hmm. because I won't pay for them. Because right, yeah, while, they're, while be they're in expensive. Standard and Pioneer, they're going to be crazy yeah. expensive. I'd probably say at least $7 a land, mm -hmm. 10 bucks a yeah, land. They're, like, they're pre-ordering right now for like 10 is there a price right now? I, so, wouldn't, so. I wouldn't be surprised if these stick in the seven-ish range mm -hmm. even afterwards. Well, Tuck, what land apparently do you want to talk about that wasn't a sweet trailing? <laughs> oh, whatever. So this is, I want to talk about Bonders Enclave. It's super basic. It's a land, taps for a colorless, three colorless tap, draw a card, activate this ability only if you control a creature with power four or greater. I like it just because it's another way to draw cards and yeah, that's fine. and decks that you could need them. Um, I mean, how big is Nehab? Four, right? Yeah. So you could just draw a card off of that for three. You don't have that much other card drawn and mono red. 
I don't think it's got a nice little utility slot. I don't think it's, it's anything backbreaking. This is just but... like that reliable Honda and yes, exactly. Like Ninety-five like, Honda right. with one hundred fifty thousand miles on it runs this, great. This isn't going to do much for you. You're not going to get super excited, <laughs> but when you need it in a pinch, you'll have it. So I think this car's mm-hmm. cool. I like the ferocious ability that's pretty much on this. So pick them up. You can find them. All right. Well, now we're going to migrate over to our mechanic of the set, Mutate. So the Mutate creature. So this was kind of difficult for me because I wanted to talk about one that's not just a good creature, but really just one that you can use in EDH because I feel like Mutate is going to turn into energy yes. to where it, it's just this dead mechanic that's yeah. around for us. Which, is even, more, which is even more frustrating because they're pushing it on Commander 2020 as well, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like half of that set is devoted to this as well just because it comes out with this. And it's like, all right, great. So I guess we'll wait for two years till Return to Ikoria to maybe like have some new fresh ones in this silliness. Uh, it'll be Ikoria, Lair of the Kithkin. Oh, now we're talking! Now we're talking! <laughs> uh, so the one that I wanted to talk about, though, is actually something you can use in EDH. And it's not flashy, but I think it's good enough. We're talking about Brokos Apex of Forever. Ooh, okay. This is two colorless, black, green, blue, and it has Mutate for two colorless, oh. Demir, green, green, mm-hmm. Trample 6-6, Mythic. But here's why I think it's good for EDH. You may cast Brokos Apex of Forever from your graveyard using its Mutate ability. Yeah. So at any point in the game, once he first dies, you can just mutate him Mm -hmm. out of your graveyard for his same basic cost and mutate it on to another non-human right. creature that you have. Yeah, that's and really when that nice. thing dies, you can do it again it, and do it again. You know, and maybe it's because you want to turn your wood elves that already did its job into a six-six, or it could be that hey, my commander doesn't naturally have trample, and I need to get mm-hmm. in and get some damage. Let me give him the trample effect. Uh, I think it has a lot of a lot of legs. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, this has a ton of legs. It, it's especially. I, it might be fun to run as a commander, like. I don't know. It kind of reminds. I don't know. Like I, might, I might try Palooka, and do that. Palookaranos deck, where you could just run this as as the commander, right, with a few other like little helpings, knowing that you're going to be sacking it, bringing it back, sacking it again, making loops like that. So um, I don't know if I'd run this as commander, but I think this might have a home in like maybe Moldratha, just to put another big creature in there. It's great sack ability. Um, I yeah, I think it's I think it's cool that you can always cast it for that same stuck cost no matter what. All right. Well, uh, Squee, what mutate thing do you want to talk about? Uh-oh. Well, you know, I got to go under the radar a little bit. So I'm talking about an uncommon. It's Auspicious Starix. And it's a four colorless and a green. It's a elk beast. Uh, mutate is five colorless and a green. Whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile X permanent cards, where X is the number of times this creature is mutated. Put those permanent cards onto the battlefield, and it's a 6 6. So if you can run this in some sort of graveyard type of recursion place where you can get it, mutate it, put it to the graveyard, bring it back. Every time you do that, you're then putting more permanent cards. And I, I like that it's permanent. No, it's one each time because it's it's going to be a new thing every time it comes back to the battlefield. So you're, you're going to be Xing for one each time you're able to bring him from the graveyard to your hand, then mutate him to the battlefield. Okay, so it it's mutates reset every time it hits the graveyard? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> it's all right then. 
<laughs> not as fun. Oh. Not nearly as fun. Yeah, I mean, see, it, this is the kind of challenge that I came up across, honestly, going on a little soapbox. When I was looking at all these mutate cards, a lot of them, it's, mm -hmm. you know, for however many times this creature has mutated. And it's like, well, hell, unless you just make a mutate dedicated yeah. deck, you're going to get one. And that's yeah. it. I didn't realize um, when it hit the graveyard, it resets. Yeah. You know, anytime a permanent leaves the battlefield and it comes back it's, from it's anywhere, a, yeah. it's a new copy of that permanent. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, if you sword to plowshare and then someone yeah. just flickers it, you know, it's no longer targeted. Same thing with this when it dies. And then that's the even crappier thing. So if you were going to try to, like, you know what? I'm happy doing X for one each time. Mm -hmm. What's going to have to happen is... Oh, gosh. Wait. Oh, okay. So, anyways, you're going to have to get it to the graveyard, then back to your hand, then mutate it to the field. So, mm -hmm. that's a rigmarole. But then also... Read the text carefully. When this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile X permanent cards, where X is the number of times this creature is mutated. Put those permanent yeah, cards they're on still the exiled. Yeah. Those cards still say exiled. So if yeah. you just hit the bad luck bear of getting, you know, a right, few of yeah. your instants and sorceries, you know, three yeah, or four kill spells, cards out, you're yeah. just gone. Um, you know, granted, I think we're lucky to where there's only two types of cards in magic that are yeah. non permanents. But still, I, I think if you could if you're gonna do a mutate dot deck, you have mm -hmm. to have this in here. Because this mm -hmm. card is a wreck. But um there's really no way to do anything fun yeah. or excuse me, special with it. Um unless you're gonna do a mutate dot deck. So Yeah with that in mind it's, it's <laughs> just horribly expensive for six six. Well Tuck I mean I, I'm kinda in the same boat where it's just kinda like well if you if you run mutate, you're gonna mutate. Um, I think we touched on it briefly, but I think this is the King Ghidorah, uh, Aluna Apex of Wishes. So two colorless and teamer. Um, you can mutate it for three colorless and teamer. It's a six six flying trample. When it mutates, exile cards in the top of your library until you exile a non land permanent card. Put that card in the battlefield or into your hand. Um, Friend of the cast will already caught dibs on this, so I'm sure he's gonna be running all the brainstorms and divining tops as possible to mutate into like an omniscience or some <laughs> other horrible nonsense. So um, I think it's cool. Um, it's kind of neat that they're like, well, we're not just gonna let it do whenever you cast, you have to mutate it onto something. Um, I'm pretty lukewarm on mutate kind of across the board, but I think of the of the ones, this one does Me something too. that's a little different, um, something that's a little bit more repeatable. Um, yeah, you know, paying, paying five for a six, six flying trample commander isn't the worst thing in the planet, but it would definitely feel bad if that's where you landed. So yeah, that's all I got for, that's all I got on the mutates. All right. Well, I, you know, I think overall, you know, uh, Ikoria has a lot of fun stuff that I think we're excited about. Um, a lot of the stuff uh, is probably going to be very expensive for the near future uh, until standard kind of levels itself out. And then us commander players can swoop in like the vultures we are. Uh, but you know what? Um, uh, I, I am going to say, though, Throne of Eldraine. Uh, Theros Beyond Death, and now Ikoria Lady yeah. Behemoths. These are three slam dunk standard sets in a yeah, row. Yeah, they're doing really well. That I think it satisfied standard, modern, and Love EDH. Lexi and Vintage can suck it. So I guess you right. could Actually, say no. uh, to Wizards point, is on Theros a Theros even screwed up standard Ooh. because they had to ban that, like, Underworld Revolt or whatever. So that screwed up on, that screwed up Legacy. <laughs> they, they all... Yep. And, like, and like Oko got banned from every <laughs> format under the planet, so... <laughs> 
Good, good. <laughs> yeah, God. like, yeah, yeah. Oh, got Walt, sorry. Oko, Veil of Summer. Oh, yeah. Um, Underworld Breach uh, is, is the one from... Underworld yeah. Breach, yep. Uh, oh, gosh, um, Field of the Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, this set, which hasn't even come oh, out yeah. yet, got Emergency Ban and EDH from Wintry. Yeah, the, the, so. the Immediate Otter Ban. Hey, oh, Ross, hey. So I guess they're testing the limits out you, there to see what's possible. If you guys are really yeah, interested in hearing more about that, what you can do is you can reach out to Marketing Ross, whatever his Twitter handle is, and ask him what he thinks about the bannings. He has, uh, <laughs> uh, he has some really interesting stuff. And Hot takes, I would say. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up. What's the plan? Chase. Now in that last segment, Squeed dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland Report. Welcome back to the Weatherland Report. Coming to you live from Weatherland Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee. So uh, today with Ikoria in mind, I wanted to talk about a commander that you can run all of your favorite new Ikoria colors in. Uh, it's Chromat. So it <laughs> is Bloomberg. Creature Legend. It's a 5-5 and it has a few abilities. Let me read them off. <laughs> so for Orza, destroy target creature blocking or blocked by Chromat. Uh, for Izzet, Chromat gains flying until end of turn. For Golgari, regenerate Chromat. For Boros, Chromat gets plus one plus one until end of turn. And then for Simic, put Chromat on top of its owner's library. This is a powerhouse. So, you know what's funny about this is all the mm -hmm. guild abilities are relevant to the guild, except for Izzet. Ah, I don't really think I of flying. As an is it thing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, blue has I, I mean, a lot of flying in it. So no, I mean, I get it. Blue has flying. I mean, you could say white has flying, uh, but it's just like the the pairings together. Is it together does not do a flying yeah, archetype. Locust Lo 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 God uh, certainly cares about flying with those little nibblers. True. And, and I was but this was printed way was before to, uh, Locust God. So that let, is true. Yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to think back about what they wanted like, to apocalypse. Do I, mean, like, anything, I don't remember any of these. I mean, I feel like Izzet has always been either known for Spellslinger or um, Artifact. So they could have just gone Izzet, create a 1-1... One, one artifact token whatever the flavor uh, of the day would have been one one mirror i don't remember i just can't like remember that. that far back what they were trying to do yeah i mean i mean this is way before edh even so yeah although although this uh, this was for a very long time like the i don't know what i want to play commander so i'm just gonna play chromat and yeah. just shovel in whatever else i want like whatever bizarro tribe i'm interested in i think that's kind of been taken over by like morophon for the most part um but you still see i've seen a couple of these out in the wild and uh yeah sure why not so how, what, yeah, what, direction, I, what direction are you going to be taking these in? I have absolutely no idea. Really, what I wanted to do is highlight some cards that are going to fit in here really, really well. And then I think this is a great commander to use all of the cards that are coming out in Ikoria because mm. there's so many color combinations that you can mess around with. I think people under this guy, one, he's a massive utility, but two, he allows you to play anything you want. Yeah. Uh, and also for those playing the home game, it's Apocalypse. I know we were talking about when it came out it was like yeah, early it's thousands long, i think so. ago, yeah also for those playing the home game uh your illusion dot deck because <laughs> that's what he is <laughs> yeah yeah you can you can do whatever we want so outside of what he's doing um i wanted to highlight some cards that are really good for five color decks uh, most of these are fairly under the radar so the first one is all sun's dawn uh, it is four colorless and a green for a sorcery. For each color, return up to one target Ooh. card of that color from the from your graveyard to your hand. Exile all suns dawn. That's yeah, not that's bad. Pretty good. Yeah. So I mean, ideally you're getting five, but you're probably getting between three and five cards back to your hand with this. <laughs> I mean, it sucks that it's a sorcery, but outside of that, this could be a powerhouse late game. Just run Sun Tribal. Yeah, absolutely. All sons from Morden. It kind of yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's an interesting artwork too. It's like geographic suns and moons. I'm not yeah. sure what those are. 
Well, you know, Black Sun Zenith, Blue Sun Zenith, that's all oh, they're all there came it is. from. Yeah, there it on, is. And on Mordin. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it. I I think this card, I God, might throw I this suck. in a couple other decks that are multicolored, at least three and four colors, because I think multi-pass. it's got a lot of value. Multipass. Lulu, 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 Dallas, multipass. <laughs> God, we suck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So next one I wanted to talk about. So you got to have a mana base and in five color, it can be tough to do that without spending a whole lot of money. Uh, so this is an artifact. It's a bit of a stretch, but it's Tome of Guild Pact or Tome of the Guild Pact. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. I like, I love this card. Whenever you cast a multicolored spell, draw a card. So you get some card draw yeah. out of it and then tap add one mana of any color. I don't love that it costs five to get on the board, but the card draw is really, really good in this type of deck because you're going to be drawing a card ideally every single turn off of this. You know, is this too cost prohibitive to be in like an Arian deck? Uh, it absolutely is not. I was gonna, I was just gonna, you stole the words out of my mouth. This is one of my pro cards in uh, Rian. So, no, I don't think so at all. Especially in those colors, there's not a ton to draw. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna build this the right way with a lot of multicolors, I mean, it'll help you ramp a little bit, it'll help you get there. Uh, I, I think this card's very cool. Cool. Okay. So, next card okay, I wanted to okay, talk about okay. is a little more fun because you can only run it in five color decks. It's Maelstrom Archangel. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, that is correct. Flying 5-5. Five, five. Whenever Maelstrom Archangel deals combat damage to a player, you may play a non-land card from your hand without paying its mana cost. I mean, that speaks for itself pretty well. And this card's surprisingly cheap, probably just because you can't run it in a lot of stuff, but yeah. I love it. Farts! This used to be $15, and then the one I opened in Mystery Boosters, too. Damn it. <laughs> it gives, Mystery Booster the, strikes again. Yeah, my roots went down to like 10. It was strikes rough. again. It giveth and taketh away. Yeah, um, it sure I, does. If anyone in the world now, instead of just the Kansas City area, is interested in picking up one of these, uh, go ahead and give your boy Big Tuck a shout out because this is going to be sitting in my binder for a while. You know, I, I really like this card. I just, you know, because obviously you're playing it for the non-land card from your hand without paying its mana cost ability. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, with it being a creature and you're spending five for it, it makes me really scared that a lot of times it's going to get removed. Like I used yeah, to yeah, play like, some of my like five power decks. Uh, so I actually almost feel like Maelstrom Nexus is maybe a little bit better um, just because it's an enchantment. It's a little bit harder to remove. Uh, the other thing is, why isn't this a legendary creature? Uh, for Kinda sure. Dumb. Should, should I have no idea. Be. Yeah, that's all I got. There could be multiples of them, I suppose, but I have no idea. One of my favorite things in EDH, too, is to use cards as distractions to do other things, and this could be a pretty good distraction. I mean, you're going to have the combos out, you throw this on the board, do a setup, they burn their removal spell, next turn you're rolling. Um, Love it. So I think it could be good for that, too, because, yeah, it does draw a ton of attention. Um, okay, so last card I wanted to talk about is a fun one. i surprised I had never heard of this before. It's a Artifact Creature Golem Etched Monstrosity. Uh, five colorless. This card is hilarious. Etched Monstrosity is a 10-10. Oh. It enters the battlefield with five negative one, negative one counters on it. And then for Wooburg, remove five negative one, negative one counters from Etched Monstrosity. Target player draws three cards. Okay. Like, so he comes in as a 10-10, you use his Wooburg ability, he goes, or sorry, sorry, he comes in as a 5-5, uses Wooburg ability, he goes up to a 10-10, and you draw three cards. So you basically pay 10 for three cards and a 10-10. Yeah. It's, it's, really not that, it's not that bad, really. No. Um, you can also see the sun, you are playing Sun's Tribal, because you can see all of them in the background of this one, too. 
So, yeah, so that was Tatooine. Ooh, I, like I like it because he's he's a big beater that you can put out on the field. If you're not yeah. in the spot where you really, really need to burn the Wooberg and draw some cards, you can save him. A 5-5 five five will still hold its own for a while. Uh, I think he's I, a lot of fun. And he, he runs with counters, so you may or may not be able to do something fun with it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that certainly that certainly is a printed magic card. Uh, it's, a, it's a weird, weird card. But that is I, that is a deep that is a deep one. Cool <laughs> is there it was hard to find a lot of Wooberg cards that were interesting because well, they're all luck. You, can, you can just run etch tribal and you can put in ten cards, most of which are wretched. <laughs> so just think, of, just think about the the deck building limitations. Think of the you, value. Some, yeah. you must think of the value. <laughs> I'm Good coming gracious. for you with etched monstrosity. Yeah. Well, that's all I had on that, so I'm going to kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Also, another way to support your new team is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower, with reward tiers for all the budgets. There is a way that you, the collective, can help. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, CMD Tower. You can communicate directly with your news team at CMD Tower, at Mr. Combo Number 5, I'll spell that except for the 5, at Dear Squee, at Big Talk Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. 